This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's just something about Mansfield Town right now. And if I had to give it one word description, that word would be unstoppable. The Stags hadn't beaten Swindon since 2006, but goals from George Maris, Steve McLaughlin and an excellent lob by Jordan Bowery put the Stags in equal points with the playoff chasers just outside the playoff zone on a zero goal difference and hunting down the pack, finally getting the win over Swindon and keeping the Stags' fantastic run well and truly going. They're smashing everything at the moment. Form table, wins, goals, performances and everything else in between. But can Mansfield Town carry that on as they go into Saturday's home game with Warsaw? At home again, as Stags fans are starting to dream. Let us know your thoughts on last night's game and where you think Nigel Clough and the players can take this magical, magical journey. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. And we're loving every second as Magical Mansfield keep marching on.
Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. It's Wednesday, the 12th of January 2022. And after Mansfield Town's heartbreaking FA Cup exit on Saturday, the Stags needed to bounce back. And bounce back they did by beating Swindon Town by three goals to two last night at the One Call Stadium. However, we do start tonight's show by sending our condolences to the family of Trevor Hitchcock, who uh, sadly passed away on the way home from the game uh, last night. Trevor was the SSA Stag Supporters Association secretary and will be sorely missed by all. Let's hope that the Stags can go on and achieve promotion this season uh, and make it uh, one to remember. Trevor, I'm sure you'll be watching down um, on every single game as the Stags continue their their quest. Rest in peace, uh, Trevor Hitchcock, uh, uh, a well-loved and well-respected man. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. And we're here, of course, to talk all things Mansfield Town uh, with not one, not two, not three, but four other Stags fans alongside. There's a panel of five tonight and let's say hello to them. Starting off with the man who's back from the Lake District. Good evening to Clive Parkin. Hello, everybody. Good evening to Cam Felton. Good evening. Come in, accident prone Al. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Craig. And welcome to Late to the Party, Nathan Edge, who literally logged on one second ago. Evening, mate. <laughs> evening. Delayed as always. There you go. Uh, let's start by talking about last night's game. Uh, a fantastic win. But, Mr. Wilson, the Stags... Had to hold on at the end, didn't they? Mansfield Town never do it easy, do they? It's true what they say. Easy way, hard way. Mansfield bloody town way. Yeah, last 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, I think they're hanging on a little bit because they were just shattered, Craig. I think that was the top and bottom of it. But I don't think they really had any ridiculous scares in the last 10, in my opinion. They, they looked pretty comfortable, but uh, they were hanging on a little bit. But it's just tiredness, that was all. Cam, from a perspective of... Get, get bouncing back and getting that bounce back ability. That's what Mansfield needed after the FA Cup exit. Nigel Clough said his team talk would be easy. It would be just to go and repeat the performance. And to be fair, repeat the performance they did. Yeah, I don't think we could be too down after after last uh, Saturday's performance. I think it was uh, all, all by the first 20 minutes. It was an all-round uh, good performance. I think going forward, we were good defensively, pretty decent on the first 20, but um, so, yeah, to bounce back in, in the way that we did, we, I don't think it was a real surprise that we played the way that we did. I think we were going into that game full of confidence, knowing that we'd run a, a relatively all right championship side right to the to the final few minutes. And, uh, and the only reason that we lost that game is is maybe because we were tired on Saturday. So I don't think the lads' heads dropped too much after Saturday and, and they just got on with uh, a good, solid, competent, professional performance last night. Clive, you were in the Lake Districts last night um, and uh, away for a few days. What a what a game to miss! Well, I, I watched it on the streaming. Um, I, I, I could sense it was a really good game, and uh, the Stags were for long periods playing really well against a team that's no by no means a pushover. So I, I, I'm really sorry I wasn't able to be there, but the bloody fixture came after I booked my holiday, so there you go. You should know. The golden rule, Mr Wilson, in life is to never book away trips on a Tuesday night between you know, between the dates of the season. You never do it, even if it's a blank Tuesday. You just don't do it, do you? It's a, it's a cardinal sin. 
Well, I mean, it's each to their own, but uh, I certainly didn't book anything, but uh, I was there anyway. But if Clive uh, had already booked it, that's fair play to Clive. At least he watched it and paid another £10 towards it. I yeah. mean, Craig, Craig had a go at me earlier saying, what an idiot I am. I was up in the Lake District and next next week we, we play a team in the Lake District. <laughs> yeah, I could have planned, exactly. planned it better, couldn't I? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, you live, I'd say you, you get wiser with age, but obviously no, you not. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, get your comments coming in. Let us know your thoughts um, uh, on your team on last night's uh, performance. Uh, Damien uh, says, has kicked us off tonight saying, definitely a magic moment last night. Jamie says, what a great win, but letting too many goals in would really like JJ to stay. We've spoken to the death about the O'Toole situation. I don't think we'll touch much upon it tonight because it'd be the same answer again and again and again but cam the first part of that comment about shipping too many goals is absolutely spot on because you know mansfield for and against 30 goals scored but also 30 conceded i mean at least we're not in a minus anymore (laughs) that's true that's true uh, that's a very big bonus. We're we on something like minus 10 at some point this season, something weird. But so I think to, to win games, you, you've got to score goals. And I suppose the, the, the big positive is that as much as we're conceding at the back, we're scoring more at the other end, which is in football is it's the most important thing. And like, yes, it's highly disappointing that we do concede in the way that we do. I think... Um, Bishop would be very disappointed himself the way that he conceded the first one and then the defence would be really annoyed about the second one. But the the positive thing is that going forward, we're, we're able to find the back of the net. Yes, it's not on the ratio that maybe we should be doing, the amount of chances that we are creating to the amount of goals we're scoring. But it, it, it's favouring goals scored rather than goals against. So, But then again, we've also been looking... Uh, one club's been saying... We've been sniffing around for defenders, so things could change. O'Toole could go, somebody else could come in, and we've still got Faz Rawson to come back yet, so I wouldn't be worried too much about it. In terms of the top eight, Clive, in terms of goals conceded, we're the second worst. Newport uh, the, 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 with the most shipped with 34 uh, conceded. Uh, Port Vale in six on, uh, conceded 23. Swindon uh, conceded 29. Sutton 28. Uh, Northampton in third 23. Uh, Tranmere f- only shipped 15 so far this season in second. Forest Green has shipped 20. Uh, but Mansfield, it, it's, they need to really find that balance, don't they, between finding the clinical edge, which I thought for a while they'd found last night, but then they go and give away soft goals. We, there's never really goals which go in against us where we sort of sit back and go, wow, that's a great strike. It's always a goal which could, which is very, very avoidable from a Stag's perspective. Yeah, but let's not forget our stats have been buggered by the first third of the season. Um, take the later stats and I wouldn't be too worried about it. And the trajectory going forward into the second half of the season is absolutely positive. And, and for one, I wouldn't mind us winning every game 3-2. It's, it's exciting for the fans, if nothing else. But you, I think um, Cam mentioned that uh, Nathan Bishop should be disappointed with the first goal. I think I think he should. I don't think anybody should score from there, let alone a lout like him. Um, but the uh, but the second goal again, I've looked at that several times. I think Nathan didn't bask in much glory with that either. These are shots going across him. I think. Uh, I won't criticise the lad any more than that because he's had a splendid season and he's rescued us on a number of occasions. 
But just going back to goal, goal difference, if we'd have scored one more goal in, several, in one of several key games to rescue a point or to turn a point into a win, and there were plenty of those examples, we'd have been in that. We'd, have, we'd now be in the playoff zone, despite yeah. that run of really awful form we had. So I'm absolutely confident if we can maintain anything like we've had in the last few weeks. Yeah, I get a bit. Um, we, we'll get. We're, we're not going to struggle in that section. Yeah, I sense Alan as well that Nigel Clough uh, feels exactly what Clive has just said there because you can sort of sense it in, he, in his answers sometimes that he's very, very frustrated in in the manner in which we we concede goals, but equally so with the the lack of firepower at times. And yes, it's been hampered by injuries and things like that, but. With that in mind, even though we've got Danny Johnson who's sort of come back into the fold a little bit, I still think in this transfer window which we're in, one of the acquisitions he needs to look to make is a striker because the, the goals to sort of game ratio is not quite where we'd want it to be. Because like Clive says, one or two goals here or there from these chances which which go begging, it could be a different story. Last night, we should have probably been about six or seven up. Could I just jump in quickly here, sorry? No, yeah. Last night, uh, a few rows away from where me, me and my dad sit in El Upper, Jake Spate was there, and who me and my dad figured out to believe Devante Cole from Barnsley, a striker. Interesting. So, Jake Spate. I'll tell you, if, if that deal is on the table, it won't happen. He'll end up going somewhere in League One for more money because someone else. Someone's offered yeah. Jake Spate half a Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think, uh, going back to your other point, Craig, what you said, like uh, you said, you know, they've missed lots of chances, but we are creating chances. I'd be more upset if we weren't creating the chances. But I think somebody somewhere along the line in the next few matches is going to get an absolute good hiding. Because law of averages say that the goals will go in even if it's only one game it's going to be six or seven i can see it coming but i think he will have his irons in the fire for a striker i'm sure of it i was going to turn to nathan edge and ask him a question then i realized that he's disappeared off the stream just looked in the comments and put sorry yeah, fake, terrible internet tonight so we'll be watching along uh with the rest of you instead hashtag virgin out don't worry this is why we this is why we have a full panel of five now because we know Nathan's internet's terrible and Cam likes the C word far more than he likes us. But he has got a, he has got a good little uh, backdrop uh, there. Is that a giraffe that I see poking out there, Cam? It looks like a yeah. stabby dick. This is definitely not. And, you, you know, you're going to feel bad in a minute, Clive, because that's that's not your giraffe, is it, Cam? No, it's not. It's um, my little girl's draft, but it, it's just the... I think Davin the draft is probably the greatest Christmas present ever that Craig and Nat bought for Evelyn because no 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 no, 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 no. M- me just just me I picked it oh, you okay uh, okay anyway let's move let's move on uh, let's move back on uh, to some more of the comments keep them coming in we want you to have your say on your team tonight um, uh, Craig says being a Mansfield Town fan purely magical at the moment roll on Saturday and we can do it all again nice three 0 win this time though uh, my heart can't take. Um, these la- these games like the last three games. One thing's for sure, Alan, if you're a supporter that's sort of paying game by game or even a season ticket holder or whatever, right now you're getting value for money because Mansfield Town aren't doing things simply. They like to produce the drama. Goals, good football, leaving it late, everything you, everything you like, you name it, they're doing it. 
Fair play to all the season ticket holders, but if I was buying ticket per game, I would certainly be knocking on the window at 10 o'clock the following day to get my ticket for the next game because it's been really good to watch. It's exciting football and it's just keeping everybody, uh, you know, entertained. I think it's worth pointing out, by the way, fellas, that even when we were playing badly, we never got thrashed by anybody. Mm. We weren't weren't an incohesive (laughs) unit. We just weren't right. And we were key players missing. Remove those elements. And some of the players that didn't start well, thinking of Hewitt, thinking of Faz, thinking of... of, um, you could just Jordan. literally name everybody well, no, in the squad, to be honest. You could certainly pick half the but, team that started yeah. bad or very slow or, or not fit. And now they're playing out of their skins. And as a result, we're playing a high-pressing game, which is really attractive to see. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Pedro says, Borough game, we're not going to win the FA Cup. Uh, just great to have some decent matches, uh, which we have had. Um, gave them a decent run on Saturday uh, on Swindon. Near post goals, um, poor... Um, uh, Paul, agree, Craig, about soft goals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stag Chat says, this season is just getting better and better. Fantastic commentary again, Craig. Thank you. Uh, Cam, shouldn't uh, you say the C word one? Yeah, well, we it, it did, but uh, we, uh, we, we banned him from that. Um, we gave him a really good talking to. Now, Cam has been known to wear his... Uh, his match day outfit on a non-match day and he has got a lot of verbal abuse from us so don't worry you have our permission if you see cam at a ground to give him a little dig in the ribs not nothing too hard nothing too violent but just a little dig in, in the ribs just to you know to to remember uh that that, that hey, uh, last, last um coming up at the end of month uh mansfield town ladies versus chester ladies at the one call stadium uh feel free to come along uh ticket details are out in the future don't worry, we are going to come along just plug. to abuse you. Uh, <laughs> talking of, talking of uh, giving you stick, your dad's been in touch. He says, I think we need two forwards and one defender if O'Toole stays, uh, but two if he leaves. Uh, Stuart says, evening. Good evening to you, Mr. Scoreboard Man. Excellent job you're doing as well. Getting the crowd going with those corn new stags banners. Uh, Jamie says, we owe Warsaw one after the way we played at their place. And uh, also says, I see O'Driscoll has left. I totally forgot about him. Hands up on the panel. Uh, who did forget about Aaron O'Driscoll? Hey, so who didn't? There you go, two-two. Uh, so yeah, Aaron O'Driscoll has left, and seeing as we remember who he is, Alan, bit of a shame, really. I thought he was a good, young, promising defender, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't. It just wasn't there for him, was it? It was same sort of uh, plan and idea as many essay, weren't it? Because they, mm. you know, they're coming through reasonably at the same time. And they just never got, never really got to look him. But I'm looking forward to seeing many essay on Saturday. Yeah, this could be <laughs> some uh, interesting moments if he scores. Cam, he, he signed obviously permanently last week, and then I believe like Tuesday. I think they played Tuesday or whenever. Whenever his first permanent game was for Warsaw, he conceded an own goal in the first minute. Oh, oh dear! It's a great start, isn't it? Welcome to the club. Here's an own goal. Can I just ask my colleagues here? We're playing Warsaw on Saturday and they beat us at their ground early in the season. So we're starting to get the return fixtures. Have we played anybody twice yet? Swindon. Yes. And we managed to avoid the double there then. So, I mean, I'm just thinking how many games are coming up where we can avoid the double? Well, obviously Saturday's one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Yes, it is. It would be great to be able to to not concede a double defeat to anybody this season that would be some feat that would be some some real achievement next Saturday as well we've got Barra away 
Yeah, we've got um, two Forest Greens in there somewhere as well, haven't we? Yeah, Forest Greens in there as well. Yeah, because the away game was supposed to be November now. Uh, on a very important date, don't know why, 18th of January, can't quite think why that date's important. Because <laughs> but... you stuck with me and Lapko on the way to Forest Green. Yeah, happy bloody birthday. Anyway, moving <laughs> moving swiftly on, uh, let's uh, let's go back to, uh, to last night. Is it your night. birthday then, Craig? No, yeah, 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 apparently so, apparently so. Why didn't you say? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, do you know something else as well? You know what's really good for a cup of tea? Mugs! Anyway, <laughs> let's not go, go back down that avenue. Let's go back to last night's game. Honestly, if people have tuned in for the, f- the first time, they'll think, what the bloody hell is going off here? It's like this every week. It's like this every week. Um, Nathan, you can do one in the comments as well. Not for another, <laughs> not for another nine years. Git. Um, Oak Virgin Media, don't, don't sort your internet out. Anyway, uh, let's move back to last night. Um, several key performances. We will talk Jordan Barry later because we'll hear from him, getting a lot of praise on social media today, and rightly so. One of the nicest men in football had the pleasure of interviewing him after the game last night. Another player, um, Mr. Wilson, who was uh, excellent again last night, was Reese Oates, a.k.a. Roadrunner. Yes, definitely. One of my uh, favourite players at the moment, Reese gives his heart and puts his heart and soul in. And that second goal on the run, unbelievable. And why, why on earth their bloke didn't think it was a penalty, I'll never know. It was a stonewaller. It was a stonewaller. And do you know what, Cam? We feared that when we lost a certain Mr. Flower, that we wouldn't wouldn't would struggle to find a striker that would give the same endeavour, the same heart, running to close things down. And Reese Oates is offering that. Again, we mentioned it uh, when we were in the bad patch and things weren't quite firing for him. New club, moved area, had to relocate, that sort of thing. But he's really starting to settle in now. Yes, he's looking knackered after 65, 70 minutes. But do you know what? He could be running on empty and he would still find the energy in there. Forget Energizer batteries. Forget all that brand. Reese should bring his own brand of batteries out because he has got power beyond power. It's incredible. And I think, yeah, like I said, he's just, it, it just took him time to settle. And I think, I think a lot of the players have struggled to settle this season. I don't know whether that's down to the fact that we've just been on such a horrible run of form you look at like the players that have even been here like uh, a couple of like a season or so now Jordan Bowery took his time to find his feet this season so far Reese Oates is another obviously situation is completely different it, yeah like you said completely new area completely new team but at least we now know why the, the Hartlepool fans were so bitter when he did leave because he's an incredible player he knows where the net is he's not a selfish player at all, I don't. I don't think he is. I think a lot of players players can be, and I think it's a positive. You look at someone like Danny Johnson. He's I, I, he's a very selfish player, but I think that's a good thing, and I think that's what every side needs. And Reese provides the complete opposite. He's very he's very much happy to be really digging in for the team. He, he, he can link up, play well, and he just runs and runs and runs, and that's what you need at that defence because. You could see they were trying to play it out from the back. They did not look comfortable when we were putting them under pressure. And I think we've got to praise a lot of uh, the work George Maris made did last night. Him and Riso closing the ball down was just absolutely fantastic. And then the, even the players behind, uh, Ollie Clark, Ryan Sturk, went missing a couple of parts of that game last night. I think just through just getting maybe a little bit tired, getting that second burst and... Um, but I think all around, it's just the high-tempo football that we need to be seeing this season 
especially if we're going to be playing against teams like Swindon over the next few weeks. The thing that I really like about Reese Oates, Clive, is that defenders don't know what he's going to do. When he gets the ball, he's got pace, which defenders will know. But when he's got the ball at feet, they don't know whether he's going to go wide, whether he's going to cut inside, whether he's going to lay it off. He's just a, a mixed bag. At times, I don't think he quite knows what he's going to do, but what, he always executes it really, really well and effectively. Yes, I think he's also got the ability to produce the end product or at least to produce a telling pass based on what has just been said. He's not selfish. And if he finds himself in a position where he can distribute rather than shoot, he does it quite well. And I have to think back to a certain CJ Hamilton that was faster than anybody, got enormous talent, but then got when he got to the point where he was supposed to do something, things seemed to drop off. And uh, I watched him play against uh, play for Blackpool the other day, and he's doing exactly the same for them. Is he back fit now? Yeah, he played yeah. on in the cup this week. Um, and, and, you know, he's still got his speed, and he's a lovely, likable lad. But he's just still doing the same sorts of things. I'd have him back, but quite honestly, he's, he's, he's got a career to find somewhere else. But Ariso, I, I like him. I didn't particularly see what was in him to start with, um, but that was circumstance, as Cam said. You know, we were. We're wrapped up in a, in a poor set of circumstances, most of which was outside our control. He's coming through and he makes a lot, a lot of trouble for people. And inevitably, he doesn't take one player away, he takes two. And that's great news for anybody else who's trying to attack from midfield. I think the real highlight about his game, Alan, was the fact that his involvement in the penalty, winning the penalty, pretty much got the ball on the edge of his own box and just drove and drove and drove. And even though he was, uh, you know, he was sort of getting closed off and players were sort of trying to close him down. He still found a way through and he, just that knowledge to, to go down there. He, he knew he could have taken a shot early from 30 yards and, te- and tested the goalkeeper, but he didn't. He allowed defenders to get back and he made that defender make that tackle. There's no doubt that it was a penalty at all or a booking because it was it, it just just took him down. But he made the defender make that decision. Such clever play. Because that's the sort of player he is, Craig, isn't it? You know, he's, he's proved that since he started putting the goals in and putting the runs in. And like Donk, uh, Sunderland away was the first time it really, you know, transpired how good he was. Or in my opinion, I thought uh, Sunderland, you know, Doncaster away. And then it just got better and better. As his confidence builds, it's only going to do that. And I just need to hope it has a kick-on effect if and when Johnson comes back. And the same can happen to him. I think the two of them actually, Cam, could prove to be a real, real partnership because I don't think, you know, we we play the same way we did when Johnson was last fit and getting runs in the game. So I think actually it will suit his game. Imagine having two players up top, closing things down with the pace they've got, the amount of counter-attacking football we could play and we could devastate with. Oh, it makes it, it makes my mouth water thinking about it. Matt, would I want to mute yourself, son? Oh, sorry. That's because I'm coughing my guts up after. Uh, I think we've... Um, how, how we were going forward, look at last season. I think we were guilty of maybe not running at defences enough. I think we, we definitely got the players to be able to do it last season. And they just didn't want to do it. I think <clears throat> the attitude and, uh, and everything was wrong last season. We bring two... Two new players in, obviously one's a, a relatively young lad in Reese Oaks, one's a bit more experienced in 
in Danny Johnson, but they're players that are just going to run and run and run and just put every inch of effort into every game that they play. Look at Johnson when he came off the bench last Saturday. It was just... It's like he'd never been out of the squad. He just settled in straight away and he was very unlucky not to get his goal. Very, very unlucky. And we're not going to talk about it because it's just an endless debate that just could go on forever. But when you've got two strikers in, in Oates and, and Johnson that are just going to pick the ball up and we are willing to run at defenders, you've got to be worried. You think Johnson scored 20 last season. Oates, fair enough, he scored not as many in the National League, but he's scored a fair few this season. He's looking dangerous of every attack that he's part of. And like last night, we could have scored every time we went forward. We just looked so dangerous going forward. From the midfield, providing the support for the strikers, it's just back to the front. It's just fantastic to watch. Someone at some point will get an absolute hammering from Mansfield Town's attack. Keep your comments coming in. Uh, Stu says, last time I remember a burst of pace like that, uh, like the one we showed last night, was Matty Blair in that game against Notts County. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, It was a a very good, powerful run. Um, Nick says, what do do the panel think of Harry McCurdy's Instagram post last night? Very great. More on alert. Well, well, yeah. well you've, 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 you've preempted my uh, my question because I was going to do a, a joke about you being sort of slightly of the advanced years and say, do you know what Instagram is? But clearly you do. I know what Paddy McGinty is. He's a very talented player, but he's a moron. <laughs> yeah, no, that's his, that's his goat. Um, yeah, it, it was very. Have you have you seen it, Mister Wilson? Doing doing the rounds on social media, a lot of people sort of screenshotting it and sharing it. Yeah, I've seen it, and I've. Uh... I thought it was him from Carlisle, and it is. He played for Carlisle and he played for Newport, didn't he? Mm. And he's always a reasonable player. He's always got a few goals in him. But, you know, it's just his uh, Mardi attitude. It just uh, don't suit him. Yeah, football. Apparently, he, no... never, he never shut up bending the referee's ear all through the game. Yeah, did how did he get a book for dissent last night? I have That's no idea. That's the referee's idea. fault. Nobody else's. Yeah, the yeah. referee was very, very questionable last night with some decisions as well, but they always are, aren't they? So, yeah, um, yeah, he's, there's no place for that in football. There's no place for that arrogance um, at all. What you need is you need to have a nice attitude. You need to be a, a nice, committed player, a player who shows passion, a player who shows heart. I can think of one in particular, and he gets a lot of sticks sometimes, but of late he's really started growing into his game. And last night, Alan... Got a goal and an assist. We're talking Jordan Bowery. What have you made of him of late? Very, very good. It uh, works tirelessly, you know, like he said in his interview. I think there's only the goalkeeper's position he hasn't, uh, you know, gone into. Because uh, Mr Bishop's played so well, otherwise he might get a chance in front of Steck. But now I think he deserves... Well, he's proved that with Nigel playing him, you know, week in, week out. Mm. He sees what a lot of fans see in him is 100%. So he tries hard and he does, uh, you know, when he's on his game, he is on his game because he can shift as well. Time to hear from him then. I caught up with him after the game. Speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2, here is the reaction of Jordan Bowery. Jordan, well done tonight. As you walked up the steps to speak to us here, you were beaming from ear to ear. What does that say about the mood that's in the squad at the moment? Because it's absolutely bouncing. Oh, definitely. We're um, from that first one at Tramiel. We've, we've been confidence has been high, and 
even with the with the losses that we had before, we're, we're still quite confident. But at the minute, it is like I say, it's just bouncing, and hopefully we can keep this um, good run of form. And of course, uh, tonight it was another epic one to, for supporters to watch. What was it like to play in out there? Yeah, it was unreal. It's always like that. Every time we every time we come here, the fans have been been unreal. Um, we know what we're going to get from them. And they've been, they've been sticking by us even when we're losing. So to come at the minute when we're when we're flying, it, it's just it's just unbelievable to come in. A golden assist from you tonight as well. Talk us through both. Yeah, um, Oates, you made a good run down the left hand side and ball up into just forward to me. And I seen George coming in, so it was just a nice little set for him to just side foot it in. And George happened to uh, pay the favour. Um, nice little ball over the top for me to just to just put it over the keeper. Um, the ball made it. I just made the run, knew George was going to put it, and the ball was bouncing, so there was only one really option I could do, and that was to put it over him. Now he's a big lad as well, isn't he? So you had to really put that in the sky. Was there ever a second and you thought we well, thought this might drop the wrong side? No, not really. The, the, the pitch is quite wet, so I never thought he was going to bounce over, so I knew if I put it over him, it, it, it's going to go in. Um, so, yeah, I was quite confident as soon as the ball got put over. Now, you've been getting a reputation of late of Mr Versatile, played mm. absolutely everywhere. Mm. Obviously, you prefer to play uh, uh, up front and getting the goals as you have been doing, but I think it just says everything about this team, doesn't it, that everyone just wants to play, they don't care where. Exactly, yeah, obviously you've got Hawks playing centre-back. We knew when we came in that he could, do, that he could um, go there, but obviously he's, he's a striker by trade. Um, John Joe, centre-mid. He was the number 10 when I used to play against him about five, six years ago. Um, and obviously he's dropped back. I've been playing all sorts of positions, but I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm here to do a job for the team. It's, it's a team sport and that's what I'm going to keep doing no matter where he puts me. It's an incredible run of form, probably one of the best in England in terms of consecutive wins and things like that. Was there ever a point in that 14-game spell where we weren't picking up points where you thought it might not click? No, not really. Obviously, it's a, it's a new squad. Just, from last season, how many, I don't know how many players, there's nine, ten new players. So it's going to take a while. Um, and it shows now that it, that it has, and it's paid off. And fair plays to the, to the staff and the players because we're on this uh, great run of form. And it just shows the, um, the confidence that we've got in the team. And I imagine every day is an absolute laugh as well. What's it like to work on the Nigel Cup? Because you hear so many stories about different training methods, playing cricket, having little games, having little bits of laugh. What's it like to work under him day to day? Honestly, I've, n I've never had anyone like him. And like that's a positive. He's, for me, he's one of the best managers I've, I've worked for. Probably, he's probably the best. Um, he just he does everything down to what what suits the players. He, he's not going to get you out there and run you if, you, if you're tired. Um, he'll, he'll give you rest, he'll, he'll get us to go play golf. He does everything, everything is down to you. And um, I feel like we, we are, we repay him in that way with obviously the results, but even when training's a laugh, whatever, we always put in 100%, training's always spot on, no matter what we do. And um, fair play to, him and his staff because um, we all love training and we're all working for him. How much impact does that have on the environment? Because to come into work every day and, you know, they say you never work a day in your life if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, exactly. I've, um, I've been at teams where you're on the training pitch for two and a half hours and the lads can't wait to get off because it's just a slog. And I know, obviously, people, people on the outside will think, oh, you only work <clears throat> minimum hours. But when we're out there, we put in everything. But like I say, when it's not as long, we're still working our socks off. 
and yeah, the lads love it. Yeah, the supporters have certainly seen that as well. Now, as we look out to the One Call Stadium here, mm. there's everywhere's empty. All the fans have gone, and that's what it would have been like playing last season. But this season, the fans have been back, and over the last three, four games or so, they've been incredible, haven't they? I think it's been like a fun start, to be honest. Um, obviously, I was here last season with no fans, so I didn't know. I didn't really know what to expect. And uh, the first few games of the season, obviously, when was flying. Um, even when we lost at Bradford, they were they were fantastic then. And like I say, recently, it, it showed, even Warsaw away when we got battered, they were unbelievable. Sunderland away, uh, Sunderland away, unbelievable. Donny away, away at home and away, they're just they're just there non-stop chanting. And it, like I say, I can't I can't thank them enough to uh, to get right behind the lads. Now you've seen some supports in your time as well. Is this up there with one of the best? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, I've been at. Some big, some big clubs, um, and this I, I say this tops it because they're, they're just non-stop. Um, it must be hard for the away fans to come here and, and hear that. Um, but yeah, even even like say for League Two, it's it's unbelievable from all the way up. Final two from me. Firstly, halfway through the season, what's the second half of the season hold for Jordan Bowery? Um, hopefully, more of what you've seen today and in the past few games. Um, Obviously, the main thing is obviously to get the points for the team. Um, but I want to just give everything, no matter where I play, whether I score or not. Obviously, I, I'm a striker. I get people, fans will probably be out there saying I don't score enough or whatever. To me, obviously, I like to score, but I don't mind if <laughs> if I don't, as long as we're winning. Just outside the playoffs on goal difference tonight, thanks to that 3-2 win over Swindon, how far can this Mansfield Town team go? I think we can go all the way. Um, I don't... <clears throat> I'm not just being like biased or big-headed. I think the squad that we've got, the staff that we've got, I think we can, I think we can go into the automatic. And, and um, if if we just miss out, playoffs playoffs is the minimum at the minute. Very finally, what's your message to the supporters to back you for that second half of the campaign? I just appreciate everything that they've done so far, and hopefully they can stick with us for the remainder of the season because they've been unbelievable and just yeah, stick stick by us. Mr. Versatile. And I think probably the nicest man in football, Jordan Barry there speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 after last night's game at home to Swindon. If you want to hear more from Jordan Bowery and from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, make sure you head to uh, iFollow stagsmansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. You can also hear a uh, chat with Nigel Clough uh, on our social media pages as well. Uh, of course, the uh, Jordan Barry there calling on the fans to continue back in the team and after Saturday's home game against Warsaw, it's time to hit the road. Forest Green Rovers on Tuesday, the 18th of January. Departure time for the SSA is 3pm. And on, uh, for Barrow on the 22nd, departure time from One Call Stadium is 8am. It's £15 for Amber members, £20 for Blue members and £25 for non-members. That's the price for both. If you wish to book yourself a seat on the coach, call 07967 689 597. That's 07967. 6-8-9-5-9-7. Wherever the stags are, let's back the boys and uh, keep this magnificent run going. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Stu's been in touch and says uh, Jordan epitomizes what confidence and fan support can do for a player. And Richard says, How can you not like Bowery? His effort is faultless and he's unselfish. Him and Faz get it off. Uh, Get it off the clueless keyboard warriors, dark horse for player of the year at this rate. I think what uh, Stu says there, Alan, about um, 
epitomises what confidence and fan support can do for a player is absolute spot on because Jordan Bowery has kicked on and kicked on and kicked on and is rewarding the fans right now. He is. Well, it's the same as Reece Oates, isn't it? He was the same. I know he never got no stick off the clueless keyboard warriors, as that as Stuart says. But uh, what uh, I've noticed about him is, is just his confidence picks up. If he does a nice touch or does a layoff and the crowd's there, you know, it's bound to build him up. And he's only going to get better and better, I think, as the season progresses. Yeah, he certainly is. He's a joy to watch at the minute, Clive, isn't he, Jordan Bowery? Because he does a lot of unseen work and it shows sort of in, in actually the, the lead up to the to the first goal. A lot of people will naturally talk about the run of Reese Oates and getting the low ball in, but it was Jordan Barry who held off two defenders, got the ball at, you know to his feet, drew in those defenders and opened up space for George Maris and put it on a plate for him. He did. He was calm. He could have just tried to spin on it and hoof it himself. He didn't. He looked up, he saw the player as you say, on a plate. And I'd love to play alongside that bloke at the moment. Yeah, me too. Cammy's is really coming into his own, isn't he? And, you know, we spoke about Nigel Clough there as well. And winning does breed confidence, but also environment goes a long, long way uh, in football. And it, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that um, even when things aren't quite going right, like you mentioned, the spirit was still there. And, and that's proving to be key and critical now. Muted. It is, I think. Yeah, I know. That's, this, uh, is a yellow, this is a yellow card offence. That's twice now. Once more, one more, and you, you, you're off. All right. Um, yeah, I think I think it's very much the same as last season. I think he just needs that confidence. But I also believe that he needs to be played in, in the right way. I don't think sticking him up front in a smack bang in the middle and just telling him like you need to go towards goal all the time. It is the way to go. We saw the most effective of Jordan Barry when he was given that freedom to roam a little bit further wide and get at the wings and get at the defenders that way. I think yeah. that's very much where where the strength from Jordan Bowery lies. I think Another... in front of goal... What, sorry? No, carry on. Um, in front of goal, I think, obviously, he's a confidence player. Uh, a lot of strikers are, and I think that goal will do him a world of good. I think it's just building and building and building and... We're now starting to see the Jordan Barry that we started to see, sort of like in the middle of last season, where he was scored. When he scored five in four, something like he scored around New Year last year. Mm. His his confidence picked up and his form did as well. So it's just giving confidence. I think that, like Stu said, the keyboard warriors. Pff, what do they know? I, th- I think a lot of people do give him stick or have in the past and. I don't think any player this season has particularly deserved half of what they've got. One player who has really impressed me and, and certainly impressed me uh, last night, uh, Clive, was Ryan Sturk on loan from Birmingham City, proving to be a real good addition. At the start of the season, we were sort of sitting here and saying, yeah, he's good value to bring on for the last half an hour or so. Well, actually, right now, he's very, very good value for a start. He just seems to see things which other players don't. A pass, a move, whatever it is, he's a very, very competent player in that midfield. I think his brain's better than his physique at the moment. He's still got a bit of work on his body to do because he's get, he does occasionally just get bounced off of people. But he's got better and stronger. Man of the match, deservedly, as far as I'm concerned, yesterday. Um, although there are other people in contention, obviously. But uh, you can see that he's, he's got a footballer's brain. And I think uh, given the right team in the right circumstances, he could be you know a really, a really big star. Not sure it will be at Phil Mill, but... In fact, I would think that Birmingham are keeping a very close eye on his development at the moment. 
Yeah, obviously we've got him until the end of the season, uh, Alan, as well. It would be a big, big blow if if he were uh, to be recalled. Anything can happen in the transfer window. But I, I would imagine that they're very happy with his development at the moment. He's getting regular football. He's uh, he's playing well in a, in a winning team. And his contributions as well. He might not be getting assists. He might not be getting goals. But his set pieces are, are, are improving week by week. And like we're saying, his, his vision actually just, just reminds me of a young... Adam Murray, or even an older Adam Murray, who could just spot things which weren't there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the, it has been likened to Adam Murray, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, like you said, it's a good idea for Birmingham to, you know, I'm sure they've got scouts or regular people watching him or getting feedback from him because he's actually getting in the team now week in, week out, where before, like you said, it was 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. But he's proved, you know, since that he played that really good game, that I think it was at Middles, uh, not Middles, uh, Sunderland, weren't it? Where he played yeah. really, really well. And then, you know, he's just kept his place since while he hasn't been injured. I mean, he was supposed to be injured last night, but it didn't look that bad to me. No, Do you he think didn't maybe really. an extended run in the squad by the virtue that Harry Charles has been out for a while and so is George Lapsley? But he's, he's, you think Clough probably would have replaced him had those two have been in, uh, been fully fit again. Do you think he's done enough now that Clough, like, why take him out of the squad? He's earned his place. Why, why, why change it now? Agreed. I certainly, I certainly think Clough is is a player is a manager who, if a player sees his initiative, he won't just automatically take them out. I think Stirk has definitely sort of built his way up the pecking order, Clive. Yeah, he's there on merit. There's no favouritism there. He's, uh, you know, you could argue that he has to work harder because he's not one of the full-time staff. He's not one of the permanent staff. Um, I think he's there and got that completely on merit. And you're right, Cam. He has had some uh, some niggling injuries which have, have debilitated his progress. But if you can keep keep himself fit and uninjured now, there's no reason why he should be displaced. Um, certainly, his performance yesterday uh, would guarantee a game next week on Saturday, in my opinion. One thing Nigel Clough has got at the moment, Alan, and it's it's good to say, and you know, we cross our fingers, lucky horseshoes, and all of, all of that superstition um, to to ensure it continues, is a relatively fully fit squad, with the exception of you know the the two long term ones of of Kel Gordon and James Perch. Obviously, he's got pretty much everybody available because those who aren't are only out with COVID, and it's it, it's really really proving. And it's really going to be key for Mansfield going into, you know, the rest of the month because it pretty much is Saturday, Tuesday. And we've got some miles to, to travel over the next week or so as well. Yeah, it's looking good. And and just to remark back on Sturk, I mean, if he hadn't have made it last night, I think we've got a ready-made replacement in uh, young Jason Law because he's that similar type of player. Is like Clive said with Sturk, occasionally gets knocked off the ball. But he can, he's another one that can see that, you know, I have a needle pass, and uh, I think he'll come good as well. But yeah, fully fully fit squad, and you know, where people want in places, you know, when people either drop out or lose form or for whatever reason. I mean, Johnson couldn't get on last night. I know it's because Naughty came in, you know, for yeah. the last five minutes to bolster it up. Johnson was Johnson was going to come on last night. Clough yeah. said to me after he was going to come on, but when they scored, he, he had to change That's his right. plans. It's just they're, you know, they're ready and waiting and they're eager to perform because if they don't, they know they're going to be sat on bench. 
it's an interesting comparison between Sterk and Adam Murray is a useful one. But the difference with Murray was he got an enormous heart and absolute passion for what he was doing. And I think that's reasonable and rather less so for somebody who's here on a relatively short tenure and is still, still growing into his role. Do you know what? I think there is an element of, of that there. But honestly, I think the, the club culture we've got at the minute, Cam, is it's something else. You know, every player that I speak to um, says it. Sometimes you might get the odd player that is sort of that sort of says it and you just think, you know, that's a generic answer. But you do gen- genuinely feel it at the minute. You see the celebrations at full time. You see how people are, uh, are chugging away for each other. Yes, we're giving away soft goals here and there, but we're making tackles now. We're determined to run for lost causes. We seem more up for it. And I think we've we've genuinely got a, a good bunch at the minute. And I think, you know, whether you're here on loan, whether you're here on a short-term contract, whether you're here for four years, everybody's buying into the same thing at the minute. Yeah, I think that um, the the whole just the whole atmosphere at the club is is a positive one. And I think that's from the players to the staff. And I think that's credit to, to Clough for just keeping the lads going. I think it could have been so easy for us this season to just let our heads drop and and, and that be it for us this season. We'd be like, oh, mid-table, mid yeah, we'll, we'll take it. We had a bad start. We'll, we'll just consolidate our place. We don't want to be risking getting relegated. And now we're like, we're five points off of automatic promotion. If you'd have said that to me, what, 15, 16 games ago, you'd be like, nah, no chance, no chance. But it's that passion and desire from the players that have played. And yes, we've had in, like issues with, with injuries and suspensions this season, but it's it's ever since those players have come back, you're Stephen Quinns, who's leaving absolutely every inch of energy out on that pitch. The Reese Oaks doing the same. It, it's just that... that passion and desire to, to win every game and we're not going to win every game for the rest of the season there's no hope on hell that we're going to win every game for the rest of the season but we know that we're just over halfway through the season now and we know that we've got a team that that can perform we can win games, we can push the teams that are in and around us up at the top of the league and who knows we, we could get to where we want to be come the end of the season but that's down to the players and and if they want to keep playing like the way they're doing just keep going because it's fantastic to watch at the minute we are at the exact halfway point at the minute alan played 23 games won 10 drawn five lost eight goals for 30 goals against 30 35 points uh, on the board if mansfield can replicate you know the the last 23 games but turn the odd draw which we had in that 14 game spell into a win we will be up there but the important thing to stress and this is not me being a killjoy I think Cam said something there which resonates quite well we're not going to win every game between now and the end of the season we are going to hit a bad spell again Uh, the important thing is just to keep believing because we've seen how determined Mansfield Town can be and how good and, and impactful this side can be as well. Nigel Clough said at the start of the season, we're going to try to win promotion and emphasise the try. And they are very trying at the minute. 
They are. I agree with that. And if if we can win 66 or do well in 66% of the matches that we've got left, I think we'll be up and, you know, around the uh, promotion places. I still say uh, automatic. It's not out of our grasp at all. It's not. It's a very tight league as well. There's only really Forest Green at the minute, Clive, that are, you know, running away with things. Only been beaten twice so far this season. 51 points at the top. Second place, Tranmere on 42. So there's a, a bit of a gap there. But from Tranmere downwards, it's very, very tight. Everybody's got everybody to, to, to play still. Long way to go. There'll be more twists and turns to come. But isn't it great to actually be having a season like this at last? Yes. And it's, as, as Cam said, we weren't we weren't thinking of anything like that a, a short while ago. We were just thinking if we can finish in you know nineteenth, twentieth, we will have will have achieved something. Um, we are deservedly where we are, and I think what it also proves is the three get three points for a win actually is so important because you know when, when you're drawing a lot of games, it feels like you're making progress. But in practice, you're building very slowly. We've we've piled points on simply because we've won games. We lost one of them, I think, on in this last period. We've won games, and that's why we've got an enormous stack of points in in, in the last ten games or so. Yeah. And so I'd rather us go and uh, the way we are and lose the odd game because that's better than just being a draw specialist, which is what we were early on. Yeah. So and it- I think Alan's point is if we do, if we have two thirds of of, of of success going forward, we should we would in fact mathematically we would be in the top three. I think it would be the third place because. Even though it sticks in my throat, I think Forest Green Rovers are where they are because they deserve to be. Yeah, Forest Green are a very good side this year. And have got their act in order. You know, they've they've made themselves very difficult to beat. Yeah, they uh, they certainly are. Tranmere third in the uh, form table in the last ten games. Uh, the Stag second with uh, eight wins and two defeats. And Forest Green uh, in first over the last ten matches, seven wins and three draws, unbeaten in their last uh, ten. Cobblers have lost their, lost their last two, haven't they? They have, yeah, to uh, Crawley and then uh, Swindon. Uh, so they're in a bit of a, a poor form at the minute. But it will all come round. It's all swings and roundabouts. And like Jim says in the comments, Alan, five points off third, 69 points to play for, playing like Trojans in a league full of inconsistent teams. What a chance we actually have. But what a chance we have if we get through the next couple of weeks by keeping the squad like this, maybe adding one or two to it and just making sure we've got the key ingredients that we need because we know that um, if, if we get it wrong, if we lose a player, if we don't replace certain players who we, we might lose, we have to keep that balance in there to stop it turning sour because we know that we've been burnt by it before. Yeah, but if you think, Craig, if uh, we've got 23 matches left, did you say? Yeah. If you take 12 wins from that, that's 36 points. To add to the 35 we've already got, that's 71, and that's only winning 12 games. You know, f- forget about the other 11. If you won 12, that's you're talking promotion, yeah, at least playoff, because it's normally around the 70-point mark, normally, give or mm. take. So I, I just think it's there for the taking. And the and reality, just... Alan, is if we only win 12 of the next 23 games and we get nothing from the remainder, we'll be disappointed because that's just not the form we're in. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All, all my point was that if we if we win 12 of the 23, which is highly likely, I mean, we could go on and win 20 like we did with Coxie. Can, we, know, can we, we be more with... ambitious? Can we say we're going to win 23? No? <laughs> can we go up as champions, please? Well, who knows? Who knows, well, Craig? I don't want to... The last time I did sort of commentary on a season 
we did win the league. Well, there you go. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm only covering at the minute, so, you know. Yeah. Then again, also, the last time you did commentary, we played Forest Green in a midweek game-ish, kind of, and we won. You're grabbing at straws, I think, now, aren't you? No. <laughs> True fact. I'll tell you what, though, playing for a screen when we do, it's going to be the acid test of our progress, isn't it? It, it is. Will. And if we can, you know, if we go into that on the back of a back of a win, and you know, we, we're going down there, it'll be exactly the same as was it what it what it was when we were due to go down there. Two informed teams going up against each other. Forest Green on Saturday, you know, they've got Northampton, so it'd be a tough game for them because Northampton, like Clive said before, will be looking to um to bounce back. They've got a trip to Northampton um on Saturday. If we go into that, it'll be exactly like it was supposed to be in November. Only this time, Clive, we should be touchwood fingers crossed, horseshoes and all that, better equipped in terms of personnel. Of course we are, because every week we've got better and stronger as a squad. Um, I thought we were in a decent enough position to challenge them on the original fixture day because we were the best form team and they were the second best form team. And, and that uh, should make for a spectacle, really. Um, but yeah, I think moved on a bit. The forms look, the, the comparative forms look similar, but we're stronger than we were. Yeah, we certainly are. Uh, final comment tonight from Roy, who says, got to give Hewitt some airtime. This kid just gets better and better and better absolutely every game. Right. After an iffy start, he's becoming a top player. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll talk about more about him uh, in weeks to come. Uh, final thing tonight, obviously, podcast predictions, as always. Warsaw at home on Saturday. Will be a tough game, but the Stags will be expecting and hoping to continue this excellent form uh, there on. Alan, I'll start with you for, for this week's uh, podcast predictions. What are you going to go for as the Stags welcome Warsaw to One Course Stadium on Saturday afternoon? I'm going to go for 3-1. 3-1, and I'm going to go with Oates, Hawkins and Barry. Excellent stuff. Cam, I'm going to come to you next. Uh... 2-1 I think I think McLaughlin will score again and I'm thinking I reckon DJ will get one off at bench Clive I'm going to say we're not going to concede Oh, we're going to score three goals Oh, by Bowery, Oates and Clark Ooh. confident, love it yeah I like that uh, I am going to say... Mr. Pessimist. No, mate. Pragmatist. No, 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 no. What is it? Uh, there was a quote in my head. I can't remember what it is. It's been a long day. Uh, I am going to agree with Clive. I don't think we will concede. I think we are due a clean sheet. But I'm going to add one more goal to the mix. I think Ooh. we're going to win 4-0. I think we're going to turn somebody over. It's coming. It is absolutely go, coming. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to. You've got to. Uh, I am going to go for goals from Reese Oates. Uh, Jordan Bowery, um, Elliot Hewitt, and uh, I'm going to give a uh, another goal. Give, uh, another goal to um, who should I go with? Stephen Quinn. I think he's going to. Oh. In fact, no, I'm going to change that. Ryan Sturk. I think Sturk's going to rasp on in from uh, 50 yards or so. Nathan all messages his <laughs> in the uh, in the group chat as always. Uh, if you want to get involved and play podcast predictions, the link that you need is in the description. Halfway through the season, 
Uh, final question, halfway through the season. Keep it nice and short, please. Um, what I want from from you guys is to tell me we're halfway through. Where will we be? Where will we be after the second half of the season? I'll start with Clive. We're going to be in third place, automatic play, uh, promotion. But I am worried about our pitch. Alan, top three. Easy as that, Cam. Yeah, top three. I think we can do it. He thinks we can do it. There you go. Uh, my thanks to uh, Cam Felton, to Alan Wilson and to Clive Parkin for their involvement in today's show. That's almost all we've got time for. First, though, I know you guys love this bit. It's time to uh, relive last night's epic 3-2 win. Here's the tale of the tape, as told by me on Mansfield 103.2 alongside Lee Wilson. Sit back, turn those headphones up, enjoy. Good evening and welcome to One Call Stadium where tonight ninth plays fifth in Skybet League 2. Both teams looking to bounce back from FA Cup exits over the weekend. Swindon Town knocked out by Manchester City. Mansfield Town knocked out narrowly by Middlesbrough. If you missed it earlier on the team news, Mansfield unchanged from that game. Nathan Bishop in goal, a back four right to left of Elliot Hewitt, John Joe O'Toole, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin. George Maris, uh, Ollie Clark, Ryan Sturk and Stephen Quinn in midfield. Uh, Jordan Bowery and Reese O's up front. On the bench, Marek Steck, Richard Narty, Harry Charlesley, Danny Johnson, Ryan Burke, Jason Law and James Gale. Steck's about to get us underway, then the referee tonight is Tom Reeves. He takes charge of this Skybet League 2 fixture where Mansfield Town will get us underway, hoping to get three points on the board. They go from right to left, kicking towards the north, and Swindon in all red go from uh, left to right as the Swindon players take the knee, the Stags players stand and applaud, the referee blows the whistle and uh, will get tonight's game underway. We're underway and it is Ollie Clark in possession for the Stag. Gives it to Ryan Sturk who comes across McLaughlin down this left hand side. Looks to try and find Jordan Barry but it's uh, dealt with well by the uh, the number 16 of uh, Jake O'Brien. Ollie Hawkins at centre half alongside O'Toole in possession now. Gets it wide left from McLaughlin. Forward to Stephen Quinn who takes the ball well but back to goal. He's forced back over the halfway line and goes back to McLaughlin who releases Reese Oates to the left of the box here. Oates inside the uh, Swindon box. Oates still going. Might fall for Barry. Now Murray's in that's the great goal from Mansfield Town. It was a down the left-hand side. Reece Holmes did the work. It's the feet of Bowie. Laid it up for George Maris, who opened up his body and curled the ball into the bottom corner. And on four minutes, it's Mansfield Town 1, Swindon 0. Absolutely fantastic. It's all started from Stephen Quinn being very, very strong. Laid a lovely ball back to McLaughlin. Put the ball in behind. Reece Holmes, like we know he does, running in behind players, using his strength, and then Bowie held players off and just laid on for a tap-in. Mansfield have played it out short from the back but lost possession. Now McLaughlin's got to try and step in McCurdy to the right of the stakes. Boss low ball, it's towards the middle, it's gone underneath Nathan Bishop and Swindon have equalised. And you've got to say that that is Mansfield Town's own doing. 1 1, 27 plays. Absolutely, and it's come down this left hand side again. We talked about it before the game where they got quite. It's, it's coming and Bishop's got beat on his near post. He'll be disappointed with that, but 
You know, McCurdy there, you know, you can see he's got something in it. In it. He struck it really well, but for me, Bush has got to save it. He's gambled a little bit to go across goal, but uh, it's disappointing. But they're a threat, these boys. They're, they're a big threat, and uh, we need to get back on it now. Louis Reed will take the corner for Swindon. Right forward outswinger in front of the Stags fans. In comes the ball now towards the front post. Headed away, Mansfield might get this through Reese Oates. And Reese Oates has got there inside his own half. It's only Reese Oates driving forward here up against one Swindon man. Oates inside the box. Can Oates finish? And that's it. Oh, there. Absolutely fantastic from Isos. He's picked the ball up in his own half. He's outpaced everybody. I actually think it's good defending, you know. From this, I think he actually was a good tackle. Now I think the referee will he send him off though, because he's clear, to be fair. Oh, it's a yellow. Yellow card for the number two. It's a yellow, you know. But he's given a penalty. But to be fair to Isos, he's, he's causing him so many problems when he runs it, and they can't handle him. Big opportunity for Mansfield now on the half hour. Stephen McLaughlin is the man with the ball in hand. Away to our left in front of the travelling Swindon fans. Can he beat Lewis Ward from 12 yards? The referee gets everybody outside of the box and pushes the Swindon players back. McLaughlin takes a look at the goal, takes a look at the keeper, takes a look at the ball. The referee still having words with Bowery and now trots himself forward to his position and now will give Mansfield the chance to go 2-1 up here. Here comes the whistle, Stephen McLaughlin against Lewis Ward. McLaughlin, he go. scored! He puts it into the bottom corner, never in doubt for McLaughlin. That is a great penalty. Great penalty, keeper's left, nice and low, no chance of saving it. It's absolutely fantastic strike from Macca, and we're back on top. And it's Reese Oates again, who's been the trouble causer, and another assist, who has two assists in this game. Absolutely brilliant from Oatesy. Mansfield Town 2. Swindon Town 1. Here is Jordan Barry. In, in the goal. box. He's cleared the keeper. And Mansfield have got a third. Mansfield Town 3. Swindon 1. That's excellent counter-attacking football from Mansfield Town. Nicking the ball. Clipped forward. Jordan Barry reads it well. Invites the keeper out and says, thank you very much. I'll dink you. Ball in the back of the net. 3-1. Absolutely brilliant. Great ball from Murray's. But Jordan Bowery tonight has deserved that goal. He's been outstanding tonight. He's caused them a lot of problems. He's complimented Oates really well. Oh, you know, they're so scared of his pace. They're getting in between. It was strong and a sublime finish. Absolutely terrific finish. And it's what Mansell deserved. You know, they've been, I'd say, swinging at 15 minutes where they got the goal and it was on top of the game. But Mansell have really come back into it. And, you know, we always said if Mansfield take the chances, they'll, they'll win football matches because they create chances. Swindon come forward again, but the pocket has been picked magnificently by Jason Law, who nearly gets the second ball, and the referee says it's a foul on uh, on Galdwin. It's taken quickly again by Swindon. Down that far side it goes. Three minutes to go. Stags three. Swindon one. Yellows, yellows, yellows is the cry from the Stags fans who know they're on the cusp of a big victory here at One Call Stadium tonight. Swindon in possession on the near side through Iando up against Harry Charles the Iando slim possession inside the Stags box Reese Oates is back there defending still oh, Iando no. and he's tripping it in towards the back of the net and he's set up a tenth finish it's 3-2 oh I'm absolutely good to the the ball got played across the you've got the you know he's going to cut inside and he's running to the box and it's a, it's a good thing it's poor defending you know you've got to defend right you've got to get the ball's got to it's travelled a long way we've got to do a lot lot better than that this is it's Mansfield's Achilles here, but the only thing that's going to stop Mansfield 
at minimum get in the playoffs it's the goals we concede everything is going forward for Swindon Iando on the left hand side right forward ball in towards the stakes box up goes Richard Narty to head it away Jason Law there to win the second ball and Law punts the ball forward yes! downfield and now that should be it we've got Ten seconds left. We've got less than that. Well, and whistle though, and the referee brings an end to this thrilling encounter. And Mansfield Town finally beats Swindon Town, and finally move more towards that playoff zone. Full time, Mansfield Town three, Swindon Town two. We have seen a game and a half tonight here at OneCore Stadium. Halfway through the Skybet League Two season, more of it to come. Can the Stags continue their excellent, excellent form as they play host to Warsaw on Saturday? That's all we've got time for tonight. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. If you can't get to the game on Saturday, make sure you tune in to Mansfield 103.2. Extensive coverage uh, with me and Lee Wilson. For more of that, what you've just heard... Get involved in podcast predictions as well. See if you can win yourself a mug. And keep following the journey. The Stags have five back-to-back wins in Skybet League 2. They're second in the form table over the last 10 games. Can they make it six straight wins in League 2 on Saturday as Warsaw come to town? Or will an old face come back to Haunters? Make sure you join us and make sure you follow the journey because Mansfield Town... Well, they're moving at the moment and they're moving in the right direction. But can they continue it? Are we sitting comfortably? Because the journey is only just beginning. Until next time, have a great week. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.